Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on when you are listening to this. Thank you for tuning into this technical part two of The Secret Life of a Shy Producer. My artist name is Hime. However, if you do listen to the last episode that I had put out, I talked a bit about my name, where it was derived from, so you can always download that one. Uh, It's one of my shorter episodes, so I think you will enjoy it. And I also cut it out very shoddily. It was a horrible cutout where I'm like, he may out, done. So you guys might enjoy that. Anyway, I am recording. I've been recording for quite a while. um, And it is boiling in my room. But again, I'm not really completely complaining because it is negative 30-something degrees outside. And I'm not looking forward to going out in that in the next four hours. So... Anyway, I wanted to talk about the, basically like this video that my sister sent me, it was from BET and they were doing a thing on Tweet. So Tweet was talking about her coming up in the music industry, where it kind of went wrong, where she's at right now and I think she's coming up with an an album soon. So I thought it was really interesting and I will be really transparent and I will give you too much information right now. Um, I had been recording for well over an hour, and in one of my takes, I started rambling about music again in the music industry, and I actually had to shut it off, and I was like, okay, I'm starting again, starting from scratch. So here I am starting kind of from scratch. So for those of you guys who do not know what BET is, that's fine, actually. Like, I'll assume some of you guys might not actually be Americans or Canadians and never had Channel 49 if you had basic cable like me. So BET stands for Black Entertainment Television. I watched it quite a bit when they were focusing more on music (laughs) Um, because, again, I was a lover of all styles of music for the longest time. So, yeah. But I actually do enjoy the series that they're doing right now where they're going back to a lot of what we'll consider the one-hit wonder types. Not all of them are one-hit wonders, so don't get it twisted, but a lot of like the artists that were really big back in the early 2000s who just went away into obscurity and were like, okay, what happened to them? So they're actually covering a lot of those artists. And the next one I'm going to watch is on Jaquan, who did the, now everybody in the club getting tipsy. Sorry, that was bad. Um, anyway. So I'm talking about Tweet a bit, and then I'm going to ramble a little bit about um, my opinion on what she had said, because she she's a very, she comes off as very honest and very, um, just very chill. Also, her voice is impeccable, and I want to honestly, I might honestly just consider just listening to her entire Charlene album. Um, because it's very much guitar oriented and it is freaking oh god her voice and guitar it's amazing anyway so uh for those of you guys who may not know or remember tweet she had the song that i'm going to sing right now oops there goes my shirt up over my head oh my so oops oh my she had done that track and please judge my singing but don't take this as if I'm actually like singing like her. I can't. I, you know, if you just heard that, I cannot sing. That's why I do instrumentals. And that's why I've been so scared about putting my voice into the interwebs. 
So yeah, anyway, she did that song. It was really popular back in the day, and actually it still is popular. People love putting it on their, like, probably sexy time playlists. And she actually described the songs actually about self-love. It wasn't meant to be all sexy, sexy, but it depends on how you interpret it. Then she'll say, hey, take it how you want to interpret it. So I'm like, bravo, girl, bravo. She talked about her origins, how she was like a church girl. She sang in the church. She was like the shy girl with like a big voice and and everything. She talked about how she basically got knocked up young and she actually has a daughter who's maybe my age or maybe even older she didn't disclose like the year she had her 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 child so um and a note about that later on in the video she has a video and even a picture of her and her daughter together and then a video where she and her daughter are singing together it took me like three minutes to gauge which one was tweet because for starters her and her daughter have they look completely alike. Like her daughter looks like her when they were like around the same age back in like the early 2000s and stuff. Like it's crazy that she really looks like her daughter um, or her daughter looks like so much like her. And then the next point is that Tweet has not aged. Like she does not look like she has aged at all. So both her and her daughter literally look like sisters or something. It's It's really scary. Very scary. It's amazing. So... Um, but she talks a bit about that. She talks a bit about, well, she said she didn't know it was called depression at the time. So, and I'm going to actually deviate away from using the word depression because like pop music, (laughs) it's not a good term. (laughs) So I would say, and I'm not her, so I don't fully know how she feels or how she felt, but what she was experiencing was hyper anxiety and not knowing what her future would be at certain points in time when things didn't go how she thought they would go. And on top of that, melancholy, because she seems like she's like the the artist type that people talk about, like the sensitive, the more sensitive type of artist. Like she was able to hold her own in, in Hollywood and all, but she she seems to be more about the music and the love of like the sounds and playing like she she comes off as that type of artist. So yeah um and also there was another thing that i think somebody in the comments said which is hollywood is so evil it either makes you go insane or it drives you back to the church and i was like yeah that's how it seems these days (laughs) or not even these days just period it's either you become hyper religious or you just go straight ass mad some people would say that's one and the same i don't know so yeah um now, she talked about how when she was a part of this group, I think it was called Sista or something. But anyway, she was working also around like Missy Elliott, who she calls her guardian angel, by the way, because Missy is awesome. Around people like Genuine, Rad That Pony guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, in those jeans. Anyway, I'm going back. I was a kid listening to this stuff. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, But like she was working kind of in the quarters around these people. But there is this person, I think, that brought her into the loop. Um, His name is Devante. I'm going to call him creative director genius dude because I appreciate the one thing that he did for them, or at least that's what 
what she described she did they did he did for them was okay put them all in like a house type of situation and their job was to create and the guidelines that were used and when i say guidelines are basically laws that you cannot listen to the radio while you're in that place while you're creating you will not listen to anybody else's creations you will just create from what you know and what you are and all that stuff. Like, he basically cultivated originality in them. Tweet says that actually really did help her. And with that point, I thought about how, with me personally, um, in many cases, I go on binges where I'm listening to, like, everybody and everything to the point that, like, I just, my mind gets so fatigued that I actually have to stop listening to music for like the longest period of time and just listen to people talking. I I mean, I get fatigued when I listen to too much popular music or anything where I'm trying to figure out what the newest sounds are that people are attracted to and how, if I should move, put it into my tracks and stuff. But basically the whole point of that was to say that maybe to get a little bit more creative, I need to wipe my mind in a sense and like, kind of start from scratch or as much as I can of course so yeah um there was something that she did mention which is something that I don't think a lot of artists talk about today and I think even some people in the comments because I love reading comments they even talked about it a bit too like how a lot of artists are afraid to kind of say that the music today sucks when I say this ugh it's it's always weird when I say this because it, it makes it sound as though I'm purely just jealous, but I don't it it's very weird. It's very weird because I'm like I, I think I've talked about many times now, coming at it from the artist perspective, coming at it from the producer perspective, um I don't wanna diss it. But when I come from the fan perspective and from just the music enthusiast perspective, I, I hands down have the, okay, most of the music that's playing on the radio, most of that shit is kebabs suck. And it's been sucking since 2006, 2007. Um, and I will be honest, that's pretty much like, it was per- some of the last times I listened vehemently to the radio. I stopped listening to the radio around that point. And the only way I knew about what was going on in terms of music from 2006 to 2014 was when I was drunk for for the most part. And that's mainly from 2010 to 2014 when I was drunk, I knew about the new music. And before that, it was like I had a friend that listened to popular stuff and anything that she liked um she would try to put it on me and I was like okay so that was the only times I actually really understood what was going on I couldn't stand Gaga like when she was in her poker face phase I couldn't deal with Rihanna after shut up and drive I yeah um I I felt as though music kind of died after music came back as a zombie after 2005 in the mainstream world so yeah um tweet she said that basically i think she was talking only about r&b and soul today but she said everything sounds the same to the point that it makes her ears bleed it's like a broken record (laughs) um 
all of the music today is also just sampling pretty much all of the older stuff to to like a degree where it's like oh my god right like it's just kind of like shocking and um she said kind of think about it like as if you're eating mcdonald's or burger king like 24 7 like all the time like wouldn't you get sick of it don't you want variety and then she went on to kind of talk about how there was variety back in the day and don't ask me what back in the day means anymore because for me back in the day literally meant like 2000 and for her it might have meant like the 90s so or even 80s but she was basically saying like Whitney Houston existed Michael Jackson Prince they were all different they all did music and they all did it in a different way and there were different genres and different varieties and I think what she's basically saying is that the variety that mainstream music took on was a lot different in the 2000s than it is right now in the 2010s going into 2020 and that's something where I definitely obviously agree with that. Um, but it's also like I, I've been doing a lot of maybe not a lot of thinking, but once in a while I do get like random thoughts. Um, and right now I actually just had one where I, I wonder if it's just like things are repeating itself, like music, like the music industry in terms of trends, in terms of culture, if things are just constantly repeating itself over and over. We won't know until 2020, and then I'll have like more of a thesis, I guess. But um, um, in terms of culture, the 1980s to me, like I'm telling you, like I I love like music, and in my formative years, so around age from ages like 11 to 16, I'll say, um, I listened to a cluster F of genres, like any genre, all genres, punk rock hard rock nickelback um r&b i was obsessed with r kelly and maybe i'll talk about that in another episode and it might get a lot of hate because i was a 13 year old who was obsessed with r kelly while he was basically you know getting his accusation stuff and also peeing on 13 year old girls let's be honest i was 13 at the same time that he was doing that type of um and I didn't love him, but I loved his music and I loved his um, lyrical style. But the guy's sick, right? And it took me a number of years to get to a point where I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I ever liked that. So, yeah. Um, anyway, hopefully I don't lose listeners for that. I'm just being honest about what I thought about R. Kelly for the longest time, that he was a lyrical genius. But it, it doesn't take away from the fact that the man's sick, okay? Never does. Anyway, just going back to my random thought. I, I loved the 80s back when I was like 13. I used to listen to pop-up videos or watch pop-up videos on much more music when it was about music. I I absolutely adored it. Like, I loved all the neon. I wanted to wear neon. I wanted to wear like... Um, I want to look like I just walked out of the 80s, but I couldn't find those clothing that clothing at the time. And I was broke. But I, I thought it was a really open time, and I thought it would have been an interesting time to live in, only to look into history to realize I was the Reagan era, and it was the most conservative time in America at that, you know, at that point in time. And basically, you know, the don't do drugs thing, yet drugs were like hyper accentuated in the 80s and in most of like the pop culture and stuff so 
I look at that and then I say, okay. I also look at the music and I said, okay, most of the music was hyper-produced, overproduced crap to many, in many ways too, right? Um, yes, there was a little bit, a slightly bit more variety, but most of the stuff, like most of the 80s music that we know from a mainstream standpoint sounded the same. Most of the people pretty much look the same. Most people had the same gimmicks. And I look at most of the music right now in the 2010s, and it kind of has that same type of um, thing to me, where it's all gimmick, where it's overproduced. Uh, it lacks substance, but there's a lot of substance abuse. Like, to, to me, it's all the same. So I wonder if in the next year, we're going to be moving into like a, a time where similarly to um, how things became a lot more grungy in the 90s, I wonder if the 2020s will be going in that direction too. And I kind of hope it does. Um, as much as I loved the 80s, I love, I, as I said, like I love all genres, but I see from like the other standpoint that the 80s was like a time where everything sounded the same. It was all big, loud, shouted out loud, like all that stuff, scream, shout, let it all out. And it was very bright and very poppy. And that's what we have today. So I'm, I'm hoping that there will be a huge shift in terms of like the musical consciousness where people want variety again, where people want to hear that weird stuff, where people want to do more of that, listen to more of like the fringe music. That's what I call it. I call everything no longer underground. It's fringe. Okay. Um, the whole point of this was just to say that you guys should probably watch like the the, the tweet thing because um, it was really good. Like I would definitely recommend it. I'm also going to watch the ser the thing that they did on Joe Kwan. On Joe Kwan. Oh God, I'm thinking K-pop 2AM realness. No, Jay Kwan, who did the tipsy song, like which was actually literally a one hit wonder. So I want to find out what's going on with him today. What What went wrong with him? in terms of the music industry. Like, why do we have Lil Wayne? And why did we continue to get Lil Wayne when he was around? So, yeah, not, not that there's anything wrong with Lil Wayne. I don't give a damn anymore. Used to have hate, now I don't, now I'm indifferent. But, um, yeah, I'm glad you, you guys tuned in for this longer episode of me honestly rambling about my half-baked thoughts on music. Um, where I think, where I hope, like, music kind of goes um, in the 2020s. And because honestly, I'm, I mean, as she said, as Tweet had said, most of the music, it all sounds the same to the point that her ear, it feels like her ears are bleeding every time she listens to it. And whenever I'm listening to most of the stuff, like mainstream wise, I'm not even talking about underground. There is a lot of, there are a lot of artists that I've been listening to where I'm like, oh God, like, I hope that the 2020s embraces them a lot more i really hope because there's a love of music that most of the underground people tend to have that the mainstream doesn't necessarily want right now and i hope that the mainstream will change but highly doubt it anyway thank you again for tuning into this episode i'm gonna head out try to do some working out for about half an hour yep because it's pretty much 11 a.m and i have to get ready for work and it's been a very weird week for me at work, so um, 
there's gonna be like a lot of changes for me on that personal level so yeah we'll see how I get through it and how it goes I'm gonna get some news today and then I'm gonna have to figure out what's what's next but again that's some personal stuff doesn't matter here but um next week of course I have ideas that like I kind of write down and I forget about and then something else comes up and I want to talk about it but um next week something I'm looking to do is watch more of the beat makers competition and listen to the critiques that are being given to a lot of like the artists or the producers and stuff and and yeah because most of that stuff it's coming from pros and they know what's in and they know what's up and you know I, I always like hearing other people's critiques you know so yeah anyway I'm gonna go like I said have a good week have a good rest of the week stay warm honest to goodness stay warm all right bye bye